Hey there, and welcome to the Glow Getter Podcast. I'm Lissa Yannick, a therapist turned life coach and two-time cancer thriver. But mostly, I'm just like you. I want to pursue a happier, more vibrant life every single day. From mindsets that transform adversity into opportunity to attainable life hacks that motivate and inspire, here we'll learn together how to live big, bold, and free. Hello and welcome back to the Glow Getter podcast from Rue and myself. First of all, let me be the first to say it's the most wonderful time of the year. And yes, I know that it is now past the holidays. I was just talking with Jay about how this special little precious cocoon time is my very favorite time of the year. Like literally my favorite. Above any other time of the year, this little moment in time is my absolute favorite. Let me tell you why. First of all, like the anticipation of the holidays are over. You're basking in that holiday glow. If you're an Enneagram type three like myself, you probably received a few upgrades for things you use often. So you're refreshing, replacing, just mm, anticipating the excitement of a new year, a fresh start. You're dreaming up what you're going to do. Can you tell like, oh my gosh, I just love it so much. You get your house settled and then you kick into the January reset time. So I prefer to do an absolutely massive reset of my life and my house. Those, I would say I'd love to get it done in a week, but it's not reasonable to get it done in a week, probably two weeks. Sometimes it drags on like for the full month of January. That is okay. That is okay. Because you're doing like actual important, meaningful work in your house and in your life. And it's exhausting. It takes up a lot of time. But it when I started doing these resets, I'm telling you, they changed my life, completely changed my life. So I wanted to talk you through, if you are interested in my reset, I have an old PDF of um, my reset tasks, and I will link it um, below in the show notes. But I wanted to talk you through and kind of normalize the seven stages of reset, kind of like the seven stages of grief, (laughs) because honestly, reset, all the reset um, checklists and tasks and stuff that I do on a yearly basis, I have regular resets. You already know this. If you've listened, I'm not going to like belabor the point, but they're huge. They're important. They are honestly probably the most powerful and influential thing I do in my life. Um, is these resets. But there are stages that come with them, especially the January reset. And so I just want to normalize this for you because I think because I'm so excited and I love this time of year, the assumption is that I like hop out of bed pumped to do this process. And that's not how it is. It's not how it is at all. I actually don't, I'm not pumped to do this process. The fun stuff for me is like the dreaming portion, you know, which I have um, an episode coming up on that 
uh, with vision casting when how we vision cast for the year. Jay and I, we started doing this in 2016 and like our life just completely changed with doing that. Um, so I have an episode coming on that, but that's the fun part to me. That's like your house feels good. Your life feels good. And then you are free to dream and journal and plan and all that stuff. But I don't feel excited about the reset. I don't. So I want to talk through the seven stages with you and just normalize this for you. Of course, like grief, you know, it might not look exactly like this for you, or it might not go in this order for you, but this is what it looks like for me. So the first stage of the reset is dread. (laughs) I usually look around my house, look around my life and just completely dread what is to come because I know it's going to be a ton of work. And it's not just the physical work. You know, it is physical. You're up and down a lot of stairs. You're schlepping boxes, loading cars, going to Goodwill, cleaning areas, like just all of it, all of it. Um, Although I will, I want to reiterate to you that when you're doing a reset, you're doing a declutter of your life, of your mind, of your tech, you're not cleaning, you're decluttering. This is what used to trap me in the past to being stuck in a space for so long was because I would get in a space and I would be like, oh, well, I'm in here. I'm just going to quickly, I'm just going to, no, 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 stay focused. So what I mean by cleaning when I say that is if I clear out a shelf, I notice it's dusty and sticky, I will wipe it down before I put stuff back. That's it. I'm not wiping walls. I'm not cleaning knobs. Like, no, no. So anyway, I do feel the dread though of the physical stuff, but honestly, what really gets you with the reset is the mental because it's emotional. Your stuff is emotional. It takes a lot of energy to decide if you want to keep or get rid of um, or sell. And then thinking about the effort it takes to sell, you know, thinking about the guilt that you're getting rid of it. You bought it. You didn't wear it. You were gifted it. You aren't using it. Like all of that stuff there's dread associated with that. But I, what's important to note is this sense and this feeling is with you all year long with your stuff. Your stuff is sending messages. Your stuff, you know, has an energetic component and it's draining you. So if you're feeling this much dread to spend, uh, you know, a couple days, a week, whatever, going through your stuff, oh my gosh, think about how much it's draining you on a daily basis. So in all truth, like what drains me the most and the dread I feel is um, mostly related to tech stuff. It's like photos, videos, um, cleaning out my computer, my email, sorting through paperwork, like all of that to me is the most draining. Um, I don't know why that is, but the stuff to me is easier to get rid of. And I think probably because it takes up the most amount of physical space. So it feels good when you're getting rid of it, you're touching it, you're interacting with it. But like with the other stuff, it's more mental and which is really important to clear out, but it feels like, why am I spending my time doing this? It's just sitting on my computer. Is it hurting anything? It's just sitting on my phone. Is it hurting anything? Yes, it is. (laughs) So dread the first stage of reset. Second stage of recess, and this is just me, I don't know if anyone else feels this way, but it's obsession, like literal 
obsession because I just am like, then I'm in the middle of it. I'm committed. You know, I've started it. I've got some momentum and I become obsessed. Like I want to get it done. The house is pulled apart. There's piles, there's whatever. I usually, in all honesty, like don't want to leave the house when I'm at this point in the reset. And you have to, you know, life continues. (laughs) You have commitments. There's things you need to do. You know, it's not realistic to think you're going to take two weeks off and just hoe out your house. But I know during those weeks that my focus is cleaning out my house. And so I become obsessed and I become annoyed with interruptions. And so I really, as much as I can, try to block off those days in my calendar and my planner so that I don't have any... um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not like non-necessities, you know, the stuff that I have to do, I'm going to do. But other than that, like I'm not scheduling things. And I've done that for several years and it helps so much. Um, And I use the time I have to go to appointments or whatever to just get rid of that stuff. So going to Goodwill, making returns, like whatever. Okay. So that's the second stage of reset. And it's like, it is all encompassing. I have to force myself to like maintain my routines. I'm as a type three, like once I'm in the flow zone, I'm like, let's go. Like giving it 200% super intense. Um, And I have to force myself to like, just make sure I'm maintaining healthy routines. Like, you know all that stuff, because I could be like, I'm going to skip working out. I'm going to skip blah, blah, blah. I'm going to eat late. I'm going to, no, no, no. I have to force myself to be like, you are done for the day. You will start again tomorrow. Okay. Third stage of reset is exhaustion. Does this sound good yet? Like the whole point of me sharing this with you is because the first three stages, you're like, why am I doing this? (laughs) And I just want to normalize that because I feel it too. But I also have seen in the last, what, six years, like the change that that this process makes in my life. And I just want to shout from the rooftops, like everyone needs to do this, like in some capacity. So yes, third stage of the reset is exhaustion. You're surrounded with stuff. You've taken how many trips to Goodwill? You're warding off how many commitments. People are like, where are you? What are you doing? And you're like, it's my reset weeks. Like the people in my life know when the reset weeks are. Like it's just an accepted part of my life now. But yeah, you're warding off a lot of stuff. You're saying no to a lot of things. That's exhausting. You know, you are mentally drained because you've been just sorting through stuff. The exhaustion is normal. It will pass. Don't be perfectionistic. At this stage, you've already done more than you would have done. So don't be perfectionistic about the process. You know, just be thankful for what you've gotten rid of so far and know that like this is a continual process. And if you stay on top of it and you're motivated to continue with the other sort of declutter and reset rhythms, it gets so much easier. The first, I would say the first year, maybe the first two years are the hardest because you're you're changing your habits. You're starting to incorporate the declutter. Your family is kind of like getting on board with it. Um, but once you start, man, wow, the momentum you pick up is wild. So it's okay to feel exhausted. Don't be hard on yourself. Don't be perfectionistic about it. 
just continue on. And what this looks like for me is, and you'll see this in the PDF checklist, but I um, schedule in terms of declutter, I start with a room a day in, in the house. So, and I start with the heavy hitters, you know, I start with basement, kitchen, our bedroom, which includes closet. Um, and then at, once I start feeling that like exhaustion, I'm able to sort of like move on to the easier spaces, like guest bedrooms, our gym, like stuff like that. I mean, you don't have a lot to get rid of in those spaces. Um, but the spaces you spend the most time in are going to take the most emotional energy. So strike while the iron's hot with that, like, and, and hit the tough areas first and then move on with the room declutter to the easier rooms. And then after that, you you pick up a little more momentum, you're feeling a little better, you're thinking clearer, then you can tackle the more mental clutter like photos, tech, paperwork, things like that. So that's kind of how I do it. And it kind of helps support that exhaustion process a little bit more. Um, I used to go room by room and whatever room the tech or the the paperwork was in, I would do it then. And that didn't work for me. So figure out what works for you, but that's what works for me in, in terms of order. Okay. Fourth stage of reset, get ready. Cause it starts to feel so good. Relief. You start feeling so much relief and it is the best thing, literally the best thing ever. Your whole family feels lighter. You start enjoying time with them more. You feel like when you're eating, it's like you're enjoying a meal. It just feels so, so darn good. The relief that you feel is second to none. You feel like you actually have your arms around your life and your house. And it's amazing. And honestly, I notice, I think the whole family feels lighter. Jay has come home year after year during reset. He doesn't know what I'm doing when. He just knows it's reset. And he'll be like, wow, like the house feels so good right now. Like the house feels so much lighter. The house feels so good right now. And he's said that so many times. And even like when I do my quarterly and he doesn't know when those are, but I'll do my quarterly and he's like, oh my gosh, it feels so good in here. Like people notice your family notices, they appreciate it. And you feel so much better. I think getting rid of all of that weight and all that emotion and all the messages in your home and in your stuff allows you to be more present and think much more clearly, which leads me to the next and fifth stage of reset, which is freedom. And I have this in all caps, freedom, like the freedom you feel after you've moved through those stages is you can breathe again and you can think clearly again. And I think this is when it starts to get so beautiful in the reset. This is when I, when we kick in with the vision casting. Um, so typically this is the second weekend in January. Um, my husband and I, you don't have to go anywhere, but it works for us to go somewhere. And we just sit down and like literally hash out. We reflect on the past year. I do a calendar audit. I answer, you know, some journal prompts. I, um, I do all that like pre sort of processing of the previous year before we leave. And then when we're there, we vision cast for the new year. So we talk about what we want for our personal lives, for our relationship, 
what we want to see, what our priorities are to do, our professional um, goals. And it just creates this, which leads me to my sixth stage of the reset, focus. You feel focused. You feel like you can actually, like you feel focused and empowered to actually like make these things happen because you've created space in your life and space in your mind. And it just gives you this sense of like, I can do this. Like I can actually make these things happen. I can work backwards and prioritize, you know, what do I have to get done in order to make this happen in a 12 month, you know, cycle? What do I have to get done in six months? What do I have to get done quarterly? What do I have to get done monthly, weekly? And you literally can just peel it back and watch it unfold. Like, and it is the most amazing thing. And I think it keeps you motivated to check those things off your to-do list on a weekly basis, even though they feel small, because you've seen them work. You've worked backwards with this reset and you see it work. So the focus and the clarity is is so special during that time. Like I just cherish it so much. And then the seventh stage of reset carries you through the entire year, which is amazing. And that's alignment. So because you have focus and clarity and the freedom to think, then you know what you want. You set the vision, you know what every month of the year should look like for you and you can live it out and you can just continually check back in with yourself. Like I said that this is what I wanted in January. How am I doing? Every quarter I check back on on my January things that I wrote out, my vision for the year. Sometimes they need tweaking and that's okay. But I know what I'm driven by and I know the vision I set. I know my values. And so I can constantly just be sort of tweaking my life back into alignment. I know how it feels when I'm out of alignment throughout the year because I know what it felt in January to be fully in alignment with my vision. And you're not going to feel fully in alignment all the time. You're not going to feel freedom, focus, alignment all the time. But you know what it is to feel that way because you do the yearly reset. And when you start to feel out of alignment, then boom, you go back and sort of think, okay, what do I need to declutter in my life to get that feeling back again? What do I need to do to get back in alignment again? And this process has radically changed our life. Like I have so much clarity. I no longer feel powerless to my life because I feel like I am way more in the driver's seat. Like when, when hiccups come and curveballs come and they're going to come, you know, I still know what my vision is. I change my pace, but I don't change the plan. Like, and it changed, and that confidence in, no, this is what I really want. And this thing is a distraction. This is what I really want. And I'm avoiding doing that out of fear because I'm seeing myself spend my time in all these other places with the calendar audit. You just can see things so clearly and you pick up on your patterns and it just gives you so much momentum. So the seven stages of reset, number one, dread, number two, obsession, number three, exhaustion, but then wait for it because number four is relief, five, freedom, six, Focus when you're starting that new year and seven, alignment. 
to carry you through the entire year. Have I convinced you yet <laughs> that a reset will change your life? Uh, I'll link the PDF for the reset below. I'm so, so excited to hear about the things that you've taken from this podcast episode and possibly applied or things that work for you with a reset um, and rhythms that you find feel good for you. This is literally my passion, and I'm just so excited to talk with you a little bit about it today. Um, get resetting, and I'll see you next week. Well, that was fun. Want to dive deeper together? To learn more about working one-on-one or get my complimentary golden guide, check out my website at lissyannick.com. To see what I'm up to on the daily, find me on Insta at Lissyannick. Until next time, let's glow.